This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The New York Yankees carried their hot streak into the West Coast trip, but unfortunately, the trip took a turn for the worst. Yankees did something that they haven't done since the end of July, and we're going to talk about it and more on this brand new episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, which begins right now. You are listening to the Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, Powered to you by Delahanty Media. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. You know, as they say, all good things must come to an end. And the Yankees were red hot throughout the middle of August. They had won 13 straight games. That was dating into their recent West Coast trip in Oakland. And then the trip kind of took its turn for the worst. Yankees end up losing the final two games in Oakland. And then follow that up. By losing 2 out of 3 against the Los Angeles Angels. And after winning 13 games, the Yankees responded in a typical 2021 Yankee style. Losing 4 straight games. Really leaving us questioning what happened to this team over just a couple of days. The West Coast is never a fun trip. Especially with the late games. But nonetheless, Yankees were not able to take care of business like they have over the last couple of weeks. The series lost to the Angels. Marks the first time that this club has lost a series since they lost one to the Red Sox back on July 22nd to the 25th. So the Yankees got hot at the right time. They needed a push. They got that strong push, but the job is not fully done. On this show, we're going to talk about some important updates regarding this team. Talk a little bit about the West Coast. And of course, preview the month ahead as the Yankees have 20 games 
in 20 days slated on their upcoming schedule. Before we get to that, follow us on social media at PinstripTalkND on Twitter, my personal account at Nick Delahanty, and on Facebook by looking up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Our show is available on all podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, you name it, the show is there available for you. And if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. All your feedback is definitely appreciated. Let's start the show off by talking about the Yankees' hot stretch that they got themselves into. You know, we talked about it all season long. We were waiting for this team to finally find a way to click and gel at the right time. Now, it happened. The Yankees put together a stretch in which they won 35 of 46 games. Now, this has only been done five prior times in Yankees history. 1961, they won the World Series. 1977, once again, won the World Series. 78, same thing. 1998, we all remember that team, won the World Series. And in 2009, when the Yankees last won their World Series championship. So if you're looking at that stat, hopefully history will repeat itself in 2021. Now, Garrett Cole made two starts during this West Coast trip. We're going to get to him in a little bit, but let's go to the game in Oakland to start the series up. The Yankees actually have four home runs in this one. Kyle Higashioka, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, who's been on an absolute tear. We're going to talk about him as well. And Luke Voigt. This is the first time that the Yankees have hit four homers in Oakland since May 14th, 2005. Want to take a guess as to what Yankees were in the mix for those home runs? If you guessed Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, Tino Martinez, and Alex Rodriguez, you are correct. Pretty cool stat to think about, especially given the Yankees' ability to hit the long ball it showed on that given night. Let's jump into the Garrett Cole talk, because I'm excited to talk about the Yankees' ace. First and foremost, reached 200 strikeouts in a season in 24 starts this year. It's the fewest for a Yankee starter in franchise history. David Cohn did it in 25 starts back in 1997. Cole became the second pitcher in Major League Baseball this year to accomplish the feat. Zach Wheeler of the Phillies, the only pitcher who had more at the given time. The Yankees franchise record for strikeouts in a season is Ron Guidry back in 78. He struck out 248. Cole, who should have about five starts remaining in the regular season, definitely has a chance to match or even pass that number because of his most recent outing. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. You have to be really impressed with what Cole has done as a Yankee. In 37 career starts, he's now 21-9 and with an ERA lower than 3, which is very impressive. His most recent outing was his most dominant outing. He completely baffled the Angels lineup throughout the night. He got 32 swings and misses, 15 strikeouts, pitched 7 strong innings of work, was such a boost for a Yankees team that was riding a losing streak coming into the game. And in typical ace fashion... Cole was able to stop the bleeding. Now, he has five games this year with 12 or more strikeouts, the most in a single season in Yankees franchise history. He now has 1,639 career strikeouts, which ties him with Al Downing and Jay Happ for 166th all-time. 
And he has nine games with 10 or more strikeouts this year. It's the most in the major leagues, only one ahead of Blue Jays left-hander, Robbie Ray. Now, he has also been very good at limiting walks, did not walk anybody in this game as well. He has 12 career games with 12 strikeouts or more and no walks allowed. The only pitcher in Major League history with more is dominant left-hander Randy Johnson, who had 15. He was very overpowering. What you saw, he used a fastball to really baffle hitters, and the off-speed stuff was getting the job done of mixing and matching. He was able to go to three or even four pitches in his repertoire to get the job done. It wasn't the same mix. He was changing it up all night, and you could tell that the Angels hitters were uncomfortable. You want to tell the tale? Watch Shohei Otani's at-bats. He's a guy very comfortable in the box. You could tell on this night he had no idea what to expect from the Yankees' ace. You could go on for days with numbers regarding Garrett Cole. Most strikeouts in a single game by a Yankee. He only trails Ron Guidry, David Cohn, David Wells, and Michael Pineda on that list. Remember, Guidry had that 18 strikeout performance in 78 against the Angels, and then Cole, Wells, and Pineda all had 16 strikeout outings, respectively, in their own way. And I think the biggest fear for Yankees fans was that when Cole returned from the COVID IL, he was going to struggle a little bit trying to get back on track. Remember, no rehab starts or anything like that. So, since he returned, he has gone 23 and two-thirds innings, has an ERA under one, and has struck out 37 batters. So, he hasn't missed a beat. And all the people that said the sticky stuff was the reason why this guy is good. You know, everybody had their doubts, especially given that Cole did struggle a bit after that all happened. The worries about that, I think, have to go out the window. The way he's pitched, he has shown that it's not the sticky stuff that has made him a good pitcher. It's the quality of the pitcher and the stuff that he possesses that makes him special at what he does. The Yankees are going to need him to pitch like this down the stretch. They need this Cole to stay, and based on what we've seen, he seems locked in and ready to go for the stretch. Let's go back to the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Judge. What more can you say about what Judge has done this year? He has 30 home runs so far in 2021 with a month left to go. The way that he's hitting, I think he could challenge 40. I don't want to get too over-optimistic here, but the guy's locked in, and I think that even I was pretty skeptical before the season as to what to do with Aaron Judge moving forward. He's had some freak injuries and hasn't been able to stay on the field. But this year, he kind of silenced the doubts. Staying on the field, being healthy, being able to play the field for six or even seven days a week. Absolutely dominating at the plate. He's a guy that, based on what we've seen this year, the Yankees have to 100% Lock this guy up during the offseason. You cannot allow him to hit the free agent market next offseason. Yeah, the concerns about the freak injuries are going to be there. You know, they're, they're never going to go away. But when you think about it, Judge gets a lot of heat for being out of the lineup so much for in the past. Do you realize that Mike Trout has played in less games over the last couple of years than Judge? You know, I think that it's a little overstated because of where Judge plays in comparison to some of these top name guys. But when he's on the field, you have to make the case that he's a top five player in the game. It's just fact. Lock this guy up, make him the captain, 
He's the heartbeat of this team. And, you know, I think the month of August really proved how valuable he is to this Yankees team. 28 games played, 38 hits, hit 362, 9 homers, 6 doubles, a great OPS. The guy's just been incredible. And this has not just been August. This has been all year. And I think that Aaron Judge did everything and anything he had to do this year so far to prove that he deserves a long-term contract moving forward. Good for Judge. You know, and I said it earlier, I had my doubts about his injury history. But one thing that I didn't doubt was how good of a player he is when he's actually on the field. Speaking of doubting, Gio Urshela has been making me doubt a lot lately. Yes, he's had some injury problems and he hasn't been able to stay on the field. And now he's got another injury that hopefully isn't long term. But one thing about Gio is that his strikeout rate is very high this year considering what we've seen in the past. Now, let's take a look at the number. In 2020, shortened season, his strikeout rate was 14.1%. He has gone up to 25.1% this year, with Major League average being around 23.4%. He has the biggest increase in the majors with a minimum of 150 plate appearances last year and 300 this year. Now, that's a little concerning to me. You know, a guy that the Yankees need to put the ball in play, because if you look at the rest of the lineup, they do have guys that tend to strike out. It's concerning. What do you do with Gio? Now, obviously, a lot of it plays out in regards to how his injury turns up. You know, if he's out for another extended period of time, it's not something the Yankees will have to worry about. But if he is healthy and able to return, simply, what do you do? Especially given they have options. Ruggi Odor has some experience playing third. Tyler Wade has been good for the last stretch of the season when he's gotten in. Andrew Velasquez has been a great feel-good story for the Yankees. So, I don't know if you stick with Urshela and hope that when he gets back into a regular routine, he gets going, or you look at some other options that the Yankees may have. One thing that Urshela possesses is a great defensive glove at third. I don't like him playing short. I think that they have plenty of options now where he doesn't have to. He ended up getting hurt playing short, but... Nonetheless, it is something that is concerning and definitely something to keep an eye on as the upcoming weeks go on. Now, Glaber Torres is expected back on Friday if all goes well. How do the Yankees maneuver the lineup with Glaber? I think that you have to, at this point, throw Glaber in there and see what he's got. But I give him a short leash. I want to see Velasquez. I think that you're going to see a little Tyler Wade. I, I just think that they're going to mix and match and try to find the hot hand. And if Glaber shows that he can't handle it short, and he's starting to make errors and cause chaos defensively, I could see them making the switch and saying, look, this is what was hot. This is what got us to this point. You know, we're trying to win. I don't know. It's a sticky situation because I think the fan base started to fall in love with Velasquez, and Wade's playing hard and and giving them quality at bats and being aggressive. So I don't know which way you're going to look at it. But... I think that when he does return, Glaber takes over as the starting shortstop. And I think that the Yankees say, you know what? The other guys were good, but we're going to hope that the guy that we anticipated being the star at short is going to be that guy. Glaber hasn't lived up to it at short, but hopefully he has something brewing over the last couple of weeks of the season. Speaking of the everyday lineup, Luke Voigt's got to be in the lineup. He's come back. He's proven he needs to be in there. 
Aaron Boone has to find a way to get him at bats at least five out of seven days a week. Now, here's the way you could do it. Obviously, Stanton's got to play the field more. Play him in right field, judge in center, Gallo in left. Work with that outfield a couple of days a week. In that role, he'll be the DH. Then, one to two days, you let him play first base. Give Rizzo a breather. Rizzo hasn't been great offensively. And you can make the case that defensively he's been a little shaky. In a little bit of a slump since he came back from the COVID IL. But nonetheless, we expect him to get going. And, you know, there are ways to get everybody in the lineup and get everybody respective at bats. They're going to have to do a better job of that. I would love to see that lineup with Stan in the outfield in there more. I think it adds depth. That's a scary lineup to pitch to. Especially if Glaber could get going, you bat him in the ninth spot. I just don't see a reason why they can't get Voigt more at bats. The guy led the league in home runs last year, and he's a part-time player right now. While he's hot, you gotta ride him. I vote Luke Voigt in the lineup as many days of the week as you could possibly get him in there. On another short note, you know, I don't want to carry on about this, but it's very nice when John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge are locked in at the same time. In the past, we've always had an Aaron Judge tear or a Stanton tear, but they were at different times or when one was hurt. Now, we see it when they're both locked in, and it's a fun thing to watch. Judge getting on base, Stanton hitting the ball 100 plus miles per hour like it's nothing. It's what the Yankees anticipated when they made the trade for Stanton those couple of years back. This is what they wanted. They wanted those two guys to get locked in at the same time. And we talked about it on our last show. When Stanton plays the outfield, it seems like he's more locked in and in tune with what's going on in the game. And it does help his at-bats. So that's another reason why I'm so okay with getting him in the field. I'm not worried about him getting hurt. I think that the more you play him out there, he's going to be able to handle it. This guy played 150 plus games in the National League in right field on a daily basis. Please don't tell me he can't handle it. But again, I didn't want to harbor on it, but I love when they're locked in. It's definitely fun and must-see television. Before we get into the pitching, let's talk about why the Yankees struggled over their four-game losing streak. For starters, leaving guys on base. Some of the traits that this Yankee team showed earlier in the year came out to an ugly head during this losing stretch. They hit into a ton of double plays. In the one game, they hit into like five double plays in seven innings. That cannot be the case. Joey Gallo, who came to the Yankees and was one of the best hitters at avoiding double plays in his career, ended up getting adopted into this Yankees lineup and them inheriting him with the ability to hit into double plays like it's nothing. That cannot happen. They got to hit with runners in scoring position and the strikeouts are another big thing. So we saw throughout the winning streak how when the Yankees team is locked and loaded, they're a tough force to be reckoned with. But when they're struggling, they definitely have flaws throughout their lineup that make it easy for other teams to navigate through. So, again, a key success to the last month of the season, they have to avoid those ugly traits, the double plays, the stranding runners, not hitting well with runners in scoring position, and, of course, not putting the ball in play. Those are all going to be key factors as to how the Yankees' season will go. They're right in the thick of the race, and the offense is going to have to carry a heavy load if they have plans to play deep into October. Let's talk about the pitching side of things. Obviously, we talked about Cole, but the Yankees did get Corey Kluber back, who looked pretty dominant early on, but 
the wheels kind of came off. Kluber, I'm not really worried about, had the one rough inning. You know, I think that once he gets back on track, he'll be fine. It's a matter of how the Yankees go until he could get his pitch count up. That scares me. I don't want to see Andrew Heaney coming out of the pen. I really don't. I'd rather them use Luis Heal, who they've been using as a reliever in AAA, and then determine their options otherwise. Bullpen-wise, Zach Britton, done for the year. He's having surgery to remove bone chips in his elbow, similar to what he had at the beginning of the year. They're also going to take a look at the UCL, which, again, is not good for the Yankees. And again, Britton was not himself all year. You have to wonder, have we seen the last of Zach Britton as a New York Yankee? Michael King has started a rehab stint with Scranton. Maybe he'll be back in the coming weeks. Could be a definite boost to the Yankees' pen. And then you got to look at the guys they do have. Chad Green struggles in big moments. You know, you look at the numbers and they're great. But he has had his fair share of struggles in big-time moments. And he had another one in this West Coast trip that make you wonder, is he a guy that you could trust down the road? Especially in big moments in the postseason. Right now, he has room to improve and to prove to us that he is that guy. And when you're looking at it, then you look at Jonathan Loisica, who I have all the confidence in the world in. He has 43 games this year with one or more innings pitched and no runs allowed. Only one American League pitcher has more. And that's Emmanuel Classe from the Cleveland Indians. And you have to give credit to Aroldis Chapman. He's been better as of late. In his last 16 outings, dating back to July 6th, he has thrown 15 and a third, only allowed three runs on nine hits, has struck out 24, and walked 11. Yeah, the walks are a little high, but you'll take those numbers. 1.76 ERA in that span. He closed out the final game against the Angels. And ever since, they made some tweaks to his mechanics, especially the way he stands on the mound where he's not so much crouched, he's been a lot better. Yankees need him to be good, and with Britton out, they need Loisica and Green to step up to the occasion as well. Listen, they're going to need innings from Peralta and Holmes and guys like that, Licky. All these guys are going to play a factor in this team down the stretch. They need them to be effective, and hopefully the starting pitching could give them some depth to the point where Aaron Boone does not have to overtax his main guys. Speaking of Boone, he now has 313 career wins with the Yankees. Ties him with Buck Showalter for ninth most in franchise history. So congrats to the skip. Yankees have been playing a lot better as of late. I don't know how much credit I give to Boone, but nonetheless, he does deserve some credit, has shown some fire, and you know what? They're doing something right, so credit where credit's due. Finally, let's look at the Yankees' upcoming schedule. 20 games in 20 days. It's going to be fun. At least we don't have to watch any on the West Coast. Those games at 940 absolutely stink, especially when you're tired, you can't keep your eyes open. They start off the stretch with three against the Orioles. Those are huge. Got to sweep the Orioles. Teams that beat the Orioles succeed. The Rays have done it. They're like 18-1 against them this year. Yankees only 8-5 against them. They need to be better. Then a huge four-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays. You got to win that series as well. The two series against American League East Foes is followed up by a crosstown rivalry series at City Field against the New York Mets. The September 11th game marking the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks should be a special ceremony 
to say the least. And then after that series, the Yankees will play a one-game series against the Minnesota Twins as a makeup from August 22nd. Following that, the Yankees make a short three-game trip to Baltimore. Then they return home to host the Indians for three and the Rangers for three. They'll have an off day on the 23rd. That's followed by a huge three-game set against the Red Sox in Fenway Park. And then a three-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto to end the month of September. And then, of course, what better way to end your season than three games against the Tampa Bay Rays to start up October in the Bronx. There's a very good chance that all those games are going to be meaningful for the New York Yankees. The month of August is unfortunately over. Summer is coming to a close. But the month of September should be a big one for the New York Yankees going in to October. This is what we live for. This is what we hope for. The battle for the wild card is still tight. And the Yankees still have a glimpse of hope as they try to battle back in the American League East Division standings. And of course, as more news and updates come along, we'll be here to give them all to you. Make sure if you haven't done so already, follow us on social media for all the latest news and updates regarding our show. And of course, make sure you subscribe so you get all of our latest shows streamed right to your phone. As always, this has been another episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. Stay tuned for another episode which will be coming in the very near future. We will recap every series that the Yankees play throughout the remainder of the year. And hopefully, we'll have a lot of good things to talk about. As always, let's go Yankees. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.